Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Thursday, December 21st, 2023. This is edition number 12 of season nine as we continue looking uh, at the book of Deuteronomy. Let's pray first and then we'll consider uh, chapter 12. Father, as we come uh, to your word, even this morning, this day, we pray that you would give us grace and guidance and understanding, that your spirit would teach us uh, these uh, truths that are here in this chapter, that we would take seriously that which you have told us, that we would seek to walk according to your ways. We ask for your grace, your strength, your understanding. Even now we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, as I said, we come to chapter 12 of the um, of the um, book of Deuteronomy, and we here have a, a few items to just discuss just briefly. Um, Moses is continuing his, um, his discussion um, uh, about the first commandment, specifically having no other gods ahead of the Lord. This is really the beginning, as one commentator uh, notes, this is really the beginning of Moses' second speech in which specific covenant stipulations are given. Um, it follows the general stipulations, I'm quoting, it following the general stipulations of chapters 5 through 11, the commands and laws become more specific. The order of the stipulations in these chapters seems to purposely follow the order of categories in the Ten Commandments. Now, I've said that before, that the book of Deuteronomy is in a large part a sermon or an exposition of the Ten Commandments, and here we begin to see more specifically how that unfolds. And so the first half of the chapter deals with matters relating to worship, the Lord's chosen place of worship, and then we have the warnings at the end of the chapter against idolatry. Let me just read um, the first let me just read the first seven verses of the chapter. You really should read all of it, of course, but let's just read the first seven verses. Chapter 12 of Deuteronomy. These are the statutes and rules that you should be careful to do in the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers, has given you to possess all the days that you live on the earth. You shall surely destroy all the places where the nations whom you shall dispossess serve their gods on the high mountains and on the hills and under every green tree. You shall tear down their altars and dash in pieces their pillars and burn their ashram with fire. You shall chop down the carved images of their gods and destroy their names name out of that place. You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, but you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation there. There you shall go and there you shall bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices, your tithes and your contributions that you present your vow offerings, your freewill offerings, and the firstborn of your herd and of your flock. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your households, and all that you undertake, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. Now here there's clearly some issues to consider just in these first seven verses. The, of course, the command or the instruction to eliminate uh, the places of worship that the, uh, the nations experienced in the, land of, in the promised land, in the land of Canaan, those places of worship to false gods, false deities. Uh, this lines up very nicely with the first commandment, and you shall have no other gods before me. Now, these, the, the reason, of course, for at least one of the reasons for this, uh, this exhortation is that uh, false worship and idols and false deities will turn the hearts of 
God's people away from him. And that is precisely what happens if you know the history of Israel. You, you see how idolatry became a snare for them. They began worshiping in these high places, in these places of false worship, and their hearts were ever so slowly but ever so certainly turned away from the living and true God in violation of the first commandment as given by God on Mount Sinai on those two tablets of stone. And so God institutes very specifically the, the manner in which they are to worship. Note how he says in verse 4, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. In other words, the way of the imaginations or devices of men. You certainly aren't to worship false gods, false deities of any kind. Now, the Reformed tradition of which I'm a part um, uh, holds to what is known as the regular regulative principle of worship. That is to say that we can only work, we should only uh, worship God the way he has commanded and we can worship no other way. In other words, we're not to invent different things in our worship. We are to worship the way that God has mandated uh, in his word. We're certainly not to worship false gods and false deities. I don't think any tradition within Christendom would, would um, argue for that, but there is much debate on the regulative principle. There shouldn't be. Um, it's quite uh, clear and obvious in God's word that we are to approach the God of heaven the way that he has mandated. And that is given to us by principle when he says uh, that you should worship in the place in which the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put his name and make his habitation. That, of course, will be initially at Shiloh, uh, but that will then change to Jerusalem at some point. Uh, Shiloh is the first place in which the tabernacle is arrest, erected in the promised land, and then it moves later uh, uh, to the place of uh, to, to Jerusalem. And so we have here this very principle regarding worship. There's much more after that from verses 8 through uh, verse uh, 20, uh, 28. Verse 28, be careful to obey all these words that I command you, that it may go well with you and with your children after you forever when you do what is good and right in the sight of the Lord your God. Worship is important. It is why we were made. We were made to worship the living and true God. We are made for that purpose. And we must do it the way he has told us. When we deviate from God's worship and we begin to invent different ways of doing it, and I don't think I need to remind you that that is something that has happened to the Christian church um, probably all over the world. But when we begin to do that, then we fall under this, this warning, this admonition to be careful to obey all these words that I command you. Uh, we run the risk, uh, the church runs the risk of bringing the curse of God upon him. He takes his worship very seriously, and we ought to as well. The chapter concludes, uh, verses 29 to 32, reminding the people that they are to avoid idolatry. They are not to give themselves over to the false gods of the nations, but instead they are to commit themselves wholly to the Lord, the true and living God. Verse 31, you shall not worship the Lord your God in that way, that is to say the way in which the nations around them have been worshiping their gods. Uh, for every abominable, abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods, for they even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Now this is one of the sins that will eventually catch up to the people of Israel, um, even in the days of Hosea. In chapter 5, uh, there's a, uh, a curious verse there in that chapter that seems to indicate that this is now occurring, even in numbered amongst the visible church of God's people. And so it's vitally important. We don't give our hearts and our minds over to false gods. That much, I think, was, goes without saying. 
But it's vitally important that we recognize that the way we worship God will, in fact, impact that very issue. And it will turn our hearts away from the living and true God if we seek to worship Him in ways that He has not, uh, not commanded. And so it is a very important subject. It is one of my favorite subjects in all of God's Word, how we are to approach the living and true God. We must do it the way that He has told us. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we consider chapter uh, 13, may the Lord help you today uh, to walk according to his ways. God bless.